happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Where would we be without mothers? You know, there's good mothers and there's bad mothers, and then there's all kinds of other mothers. And um, if you've had a good mother, you know, tell her. If, if she's still living, tell her. Encourage her. And, um, you know, if, if you've had a bad mother, well, then now you have an example of what not to do, I guess. And, uh, but you can, still, you can still believe God that He will show you how to minister to that situation, right? How to bring, bring reconciliation or, or maybe, maybe that mother is already dead and gone, but for you to walk it out with your children. Let's take a moment and um, just pray over the mothers in this house. Father, we look to you this morning together. We're very grateful that you saw fit to give us mothers and to give the grace, the ability to mother. Lord, I lift up every mother in this house to you and I ask you for more grace, more ability to be the mother that you've created them to be. Right now in this season, no matter whether it's little tiny babies or adult children, Father, that you would empower these mothers to walk out how you would have them walk out. Give them the wisdom that they need. Touch their heart. Comfort them where they need comfort, Father. You are the God of all comfort. You're the God of all peace. I just pray peace over each mother. Peace in the name of Jesus. Any healing that needs to take place in your heart, we call it healed by the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for special blessing this morning for those that have, have walked in this, in this place of motherhood, bless them that their years of service would not feel like it's been in vain, that the years, days would not feel so long, Father, but that they would be cherished and rewarding. Lord, I lift up those two that have always longed to be mothers. And that day didn't come. So Father, I ask You to touch them and to bring people into their life that need a mother. That they can still walk in that place of motherhood. Operate in that grace. I thank You for it, Father. In Jesus' name. I need to read something to you. The preciousness of life. You know, being a mother is something that when you carry life within you, I suppose each time it's, it's unique and different than the time before because there's, you know, no two people are alike. Maybe identical twins are close, but they're still not alike. And so each time is different and unique. And the Lord during worship brought my attention to Jeremiah chapter 1. And the word of the Lord was coming to the prophet Jeremiah before I guess he realized he was a prophet. In verse 4 it says, the word of the Lord came to me. And this was the word of the Lord. He says, I chose you before. Everyone say before. Before, 
before I formed you in the womb, I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, Jeremiah didn't take this appointment on to himself, but the Lord gave it to him. The Lord knew what was coming before he was ever formed in the womb. Before birth was given to him, he had already been set apart. And a little child in the womb is very much alive. You know if you've been here for any length of time that we believe life begins at conception, not at birth. We believe that when someone is in the womb that the Lord already has a plan for them, that no child has ever caught the Lord by surprise. It might catch people by surprise. No, I don't have the persuasion that every child that is born, you know, people will sometimes say foolish things like, well, the Lord had other plans. No, no, wait a minute. The Lord gave you the power to create. He put it in your court. The ball is in your court. And so when you go one plus one, it makes two. You do the math. All right? And sometimes we act surprised when we didn't plan something. And so well, instead of looking at it as, oh, it was just the Lord doing His thing, and it had nothing to do with me, no, don't be silly. All of your actions also have consequences and, and reactions that come from it. However, it may have surprised you, but that little one did not surprise the Lord. Just because He came as a surprise to you, or she came as a surprise to you, the Lord knew that in His foreknowledge, He knew that was coming. And he had a plan for that little one. It doesn't matter if that little one, um, while it may be tragic, even in situations of rape where a little child is, is birthed and born, that little one did not come by the plan of the Lord, but the Lord knew that little one was coming and has a plan for him or her. So life is very precious. And in this case... The prophet, the Lord knew he was going to come long before he was born, had already chosen him for that appointed time and season, had already set him apart for the purposes that he had for him. Yeah. Says <laughs> Jeremiah protests here. He goes, Oh no, Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak since I'm only young. I'm only a youth. I haven't been trained in any of this. Nobody's going to listen to me. What do I have to say? I have no experience. I'm only young. I don't know how to talk, Lord. <laughs> Some of us have felt that way. Even when we're not young anymore. This is what the Lord said. Don't say I'm only a youth. You know, Paul told Timothy, don't let anyone hate you. Don't let anyone despise your youth. Your youth doesn't matter. Sometimes the Lord needs a young person. Someone that doesn't know what they're doing. To be able to yield and listen to the Lord. Sometimes those of us that are more experienced, we allow our experiences to cloud our hearing. And don't say I'm only young. For you will go to everyone I send you to. You will speak what I tell you. 
Do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth, and told me, Look, I have filled your mouth with my words. See, today I have set you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. There are plans that the Lord has for you, plans that maybe you're not even aware of as of right now, but plans that in time will all be made clear to you. Just because you don't know the plan doesn't take away the importance of the plan. The Lord will fill your mouth at the right time. I want you to see verse 10 though. Today I have set you... Everyone say today. Today I have set you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. Were those nations destroyed or uprooted, built or plant that day? No. So a declaration of the Lord had been given that was not yet fulfilled. It had to be taken a hold of by faith. Say yes, Lord. Today I have set you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and to demolish, to build and to plant. Then the word of the Lord came to me asking, What do you see, Jeremiah? I replied, I see a branch of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I watch. Say, the Lord watches. I watch over my word to accomplish it. I watch over my word to accomplish it. The Lord watches over His word to accomplish it. He looks throughout the earth to see someone that's going to take Him at His word. There's plenty that don't. Don't you be one of them. But take the word of the Lord and and grab a hold of it this morning. And what the Lord has said to you in the past, you know, the Lord is watching over the word. It doesn't happen in a day sometimes. You know, we we all of us like the miracle ministry, right? When it happens, boom, and there's a cloud of smoke and a bang and poof, it happened, right? We like that. But the miracle ministry is not the only ministry that the Lord brought into the earth. There's also the ministry of faith and the ministry of many other things, but in particular of the Word that needs time and season to be fulfilled. And for a people in the earth, a salt and a light in the earth that is willing to find the Word of the Lord, put their faith to it and stand on it like Abraham did, even though years went by and he waited for that Word to be fulfilled for that time and season. And if you look, we recently read Hebrews chapter 11 here in the sanctuary, and you saw how it says, all it lists a whole bunch of famous people in the Bible about their faith, and it says all of them stood there and, and um, 
took a hold of the promise but didn't actually see the promise fulfilled in their lifetime. Because of our now, now instant microwave generation, we don't like that kind of faith much often. We, we want the now faith because it's more fun. It doesn't require the endurance and patience. But if anybody remembers, you know, if you look into the Word, Peter on the day of Pentecost stood and preached and he said, you know, these are the end times. And in the end times, this is going to happen. And some of those things happened and some of it we're still looking for. I mean, if it's the end, when Peter was here, then certainly we're in the micro end now, right? Not microwave, micro end. The last bits. You remember King Hezekiah. You know, there was someone that didn't catch the Lord by surprise. The Lord saw him coming. All those kings, even the evil ones, the Lord saw their day and had a plan in place for them. Some of them walked in it and some of them didn't. But Hezekiah's father was evil and judgment was pronounced upon the nation. Yet when Hezekiah came to the scene and he brought righteousness to the scene, he was the person standing in the gap, if you will, making up the hedge. In 128 years, judgment was delayed for 128 years because of a righteous king. And we stand in, a, in this moment and season and time that we're in, in, this, in these end times, and we have to recognize and we have to take a long view and stop looking at just today. But take the long view. Recognize that today makes a difference in the long view. I watch over my word to accomplish it, to perform it, to do it. He watches for someone to, in the earth to take a hold of His word and to declare it, to make a stand on it. watches over his word to perform it. Jesus is the word, isn't he? In, in John 15, remember that where he says, I am the vine, you are the branches, and the Father is the vineyard keeper. So there he doesn't call himself the word, he calls himself the vine. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches, he says, and we should be attached to the vine, to the word. And that Word should be working in and through us, the vine, the life of the vine, the Word, be working in and through us. And when that Word is working in and through us, the, the vineyard keeper is watching over the Word to accomplish it. It's called the living Word when it's in us. When it's working through us. The living Word. And so... I think this morning, no, I don't think. I have a strong sense, I should say. A strong sense this morning that there are um, callings, giftings, separations that the Lord has called people to that are here that maybe they're not even aware of today, 
but you're going to be made aware of it today by the Lord on the inside of you. Maybe you already have felt called to a particular thing in the past and you've kind of wondered what happened to that. Well, in Scripture, it tells us that when it was talking about Jesus and Melchizedek, saying that nobody takes this call upon themselves, but the Lord gives it. So we don't look to man to confirm, or we don't look to man to place calls on people's lives. We look to the Lord to do that. Many times we see man confirming it. That's usually how it happens. And yesterday I had not received from the Lord what He wanted to do this morning, and so I was praying uh, last night actually at our corporate prayer meeting here at the building yesterday evening. I was praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want to do today? Because you haven't given me the message to preach yet. And the Lord said, I want you to wait on me. I want you to abide in me. I want you to spend some time and I will show you exactly what to do. I, want, I, will, I will lead you in what you should do tomorrow. I said, okay. Is there anywhere I should read as I prepare for that? He said, yeah, you should read Acts 13. And so I turned over to Acts 13. And as I got to Acts 13, I... Because I'm smart enough to know that I ought not just assume things from the Lord. I said, Lord, where do you want me to read in Acts 13? And he said, start at verse 1 and begin reading. And so, uh, let's just read here. Now, understand, there's many chapters in Acts that I could tell you what happens in, in those chapters. But Acts 13 wasn't one of them. I'm going, Acts 13? What's in Acts 13, Lord? I can't remember anything in Acts 13. And so I go and I begin to read. It says, in the local church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius, the Cyrenian, Manian, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were ministering or worshiping to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them to. Then after they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them off. And the next verse says, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. And then you can, if we'd keep reading, you'd see the first uh, journey that they went on. The thing that I want to just point out quickly this morning is that It says as they were ministering, as they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, so apparently there was a space of time long enough to at least cover one meal. Now, I'm not trying to warn you that we're going over lunchtime. I'm just saying that's what was happening there. And in worshiping the Lord, in ministering to the Lord, in waiting on the Lord, the Lord gave direction to them and instructed them and said, set apart these people for this. And so then we see that it says, set them apart for the work I've called them to. Did you know that sanctified, being sanctified means set apart. Set apart, that's what it means. 
If you take a cup and sanctify the cup, you have set it apart for a particular use. Okay? Set apart. Everyone say, I'm set apart for the Lord's service. So then we see more time passed because they fasted and prayed even further. So at least another meal, maybe longer. And then they laid hands on them, recognizing the call of God on their life, and they sent them off. These prophets and teachers, the prophets and teachers, he names the five there, Barnabas, Simon, Lucius, Manian, and Paul, or Saul, as he was called at the time. So what, what I believe the Lord's leading us to do um, simply let, let's turn our attention together corporately to the Lord I know this might be weird to you and different to you and say man I've never really been in a service where they just did that um, but I think the Lord is telling us that he wants to do some setting apart and some calling and so if you and I will just come before the Lord and we can spend this time in prayer and waiting and worshiping and uh, it may not be publicly recognized today, but I believe in someone's heart, and maybe several, even starting from our young people. Because the Lord dealt with me real strongly to read that in Jeremiah about even from the womb being set apart and called. Acts 8, in, 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 we're not going to turn there, I'm just reminding you of where it is, in, in, uh, not Acts, in Romans 8, it's a whole chapter about being spirit-led, led by the Spirit, not led by our, our understanding, not led by thoughts and feelings, but led by the Spirit of Christ within us. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Not, not the sons of God are led by prophets. Not the sons of God are led by prophecy. Not the sons of God are led by fleeces. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And there is one place that the Spirit of God lives, and that's within. He leads us within. He leads by promptings within. The co-witness of peace within. He's called the umpire of peace for a reason. And so no reason to be afraid unless you're afraid of the good things of God and I wouldn't be afraid of that all that the Lord needs from us is willingness and surrender so Father we surrender ourselves to you this morning right here for you to speak to us through us in us to call us to set us apart Father, I ask you to do what you showed me. To awaken the callings within that you've already placed. To bring to our understanding 
those longings and desires that have already been within and maybe some have not understood. Lord, where you go, we will follow. You are our shepherd, our master. And Father, we give you just full reign. Father, we yield our time here to you, our day to you, our energies, our ways of thinking, how things need to look. Father, we just yield to you. So my instruction to you is to pray. Pray in the Spirit. That would be praying in tongues. Pray in English. Pray with your understanding. But also wait and listen to the Lord. Lord, is there anything I should pray out? And listen on the inside for that prompting that floats up from the inside. Not from, not from your natural mind, but floats up from the inside. And pray about this. Say this. And let's just do that corporately.
something's read and it's right there black and white on the pages direct message right to you and you still sit there call me up call me up call me up during worship during that last song Waymaker, um i just really felt like the lord was saying there are people who can't sing this song because they don't believe these words because there are people who are hurting and to sing a song like Waymaker, you've made a way you're a promise keeper, you keep your promises. There are people who aren't seeing those fulfilled yet. And so to sing that and enter in, 
there are some of you here that may be experiencing that this morning where you aren't, you haven't, or you've walked and you've believed and you've prayed for something and there wasn't maybe a way that you thought was made or a promise that was kept. And so if that's you this morning, the word that the Lord has for you is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. One that is probably one we've all learned since the time that we were little. But when we come to the word, we don't come with a remembrance of what we've been taught and glazing over it. And I've read this before. We come to it like it's a fresh word from the Lord in a due season, right when we need it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, not on the experiences that you've experienced in this life, not what makes sense to you or what doesn't make sense to you. Being led by the Spirit does not make sense to your mind (laughs) because it's not your spirit. There is a submission that needs to happen. There needs to be an understanding that God's word is true and he is never wrong. So whether you see it in the way that you think, go back to his word and what does it say? And then trust it with all your heart, with everything that you have. Stand on it, unwavering, unshaking. And then in everything that you do, in every thought that you have, every word that you speak, every action that you do, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct you. Stand unwavering so that you can lift your voice with praise and say, God, you are a way maker because your word says that it is. And if your word says it, then it's true.
got up, um, the Lord was telling me that somebody here needs to, as a physical act of surrender, just lift their hands up and surrender to the Lord. So I just invite you to do that with me, that, you know, just as a physical act of your inner man, that you surrender to the Lord's plan, that you'd be willing to go anywhere, do anything He asks of you. And by lifting up your hands, you show the Lord that, yes, Lord, I'm willing. I will go. Send me, Lord. And you know, don't listen to the lie of the enemy that the Lord's just going to send you to a horrible place. Because the Lord loves you. He's not looking to send you to a place that isn't going to be fulfilling to you. But if the Lord calls you to something, you'll also be fulfilled by doing it. It'll bring you more pleasure than what you would understand.
word is full of men and women that said, I can't do this and I can't do that. I can't speak. I can't, I can't. There's so many things I can't do. You can't use me. But yet there's something deep down inside of you that wants to. And that's what he's looking for. He is looking for someone to say, here I am, Lord, use me. If you can use me. Like I said, the Bible's full of it. Moses, just, just, I can't even say them right now, but there, there, there must be a dozen or more people that said, I can't do it, Lord. But you know, when that anointing comes, <laughs> and you have to get used to the Holy Spirit. You have to lean upon him. Because in the flesh, you can't do it. It's impossible. But the anointing power of the Holy Spirit's way beyond you. But if you say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I want to be obedient. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to change and grow. But you know, when you say that, it may be a while because he's getting you ready. It doesn't happen overnight. I used to be so shy. I never want to get up. I want to hide someplace. But you know, I got to the point, Lord, Lord, I love you so much. I want to be a witness for you. I want to do something for you. If you can use me, use me. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. He'll take you way beyond what you ever dreamed of. Because nothing's too hard for him. All he needs is a surrendered heart. So trust him. Trust him. (laughs) Yea, I say unto you, go. Do not be afraid. I'm with you always. I wouldn't lead you in a path or on a path that isn't the right way. I would only lead you in the right direction. Follow me, be with me, hold my hand, and do as I show you, do as I say. I am the Lord your God. I am with you all the way. As we're praying this morning, the Lord showed me exactly what he wants me to do. And in the flesh, I'll admit, it's 
frightening. But in the spirit, it's so real and it's so true. I'm going to share with you what he showed me. First of all, he showed me to go to James chapter 5 and read about laying on hands and seeing people healed. And he said, that's you. That's you. You are to lay hands on people and they will be healed. Then he went further and he showed me a line of people. And you might think this is weird. Maybe I do too. But he showed me a line of people standing in front of my driveway down the road and down into the town of Mannheim where I live. And the people were waiting in line to be prayed for. And my driveway. And they showed me that that line of people was going to be so long that I'm not going to be able to stand the entire time. I'm going to have to have a staff to support me in a, a chair. I don't believe that chair and staff is a real chair and staff, but that chair and staff is him holding me up. So as you pray, truly seek the Lord for what his purpose is in your life. And as it was said, it may not be what you and your flesh think is possible or may even enjoy but God has a purpose for each and every one of us he wants you to look to him not to yourself not to any person but to him for what his purpose is in your life and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, the pit of destruction, out of the manure pit, the crappy manure pit. And he set my, he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put me firmly on that rock. And he put a new song, a new song in my heart. A song song of praise to my God washed me and put a new song in my heart and many will see and fear and trust the Lord he said try something excuse me try something different sometimes we need to have a change if you're willing if you're willing to change then you will come out of that cocoon and God will have all that God has for you. Don't be afraid of the next step. He wants to set you free. He, he pulled
pulled you out of that pit. He pulled you out of that pit. And, 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 and he's the one that put your feet on that rock, that solid rock. And he washed you. And he, and he loves you. And he has a new song in your heart, a song of praise, a song of praise and worship. And many will see and be set free. Many will see and fear the Lord and be set free if you take that next step. And this I know, I personally know, I know that I know that I know. God is faithful. He is true. He is righteous. And he is fair. No matter whether we think that's not fair. Why did this happen to me? Why did he do this in my life? Why did, the, you know, why couldn't my life, why couldn't I be born into a family that was this way or that way? But it doesn't matter. God is fair. And he is just. And he is good. And he loves you. Don't be afraid of that next step. And, 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 and that scripture that says, I don't know, Revelation. Many will, what was the thing, the, the, the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. It's time for people to know your testimonies. And it doesn't matter because it's for God's glory. <laughs> such a right word for the season we're in right now God is dealing with individual hearts all the idols are down the distractions the busyness of life are all set down and the Lord is speaking to each and every one of us come up hither see what I see come into my space Lay your agendas down. Lay your weaknesses down. Lay your past life down. Don't look at the past. Just look unto me, the author and finisher of your faith. Don't look at others. Don't even look what others are doing. This is not that time. It's to sit and wait upon the Lord and let him speak to you as an individual child. A child that he loves so much that he gave his only begotten son for you. And Jesus laid down his life for you. You. You are so precious to him. There's no one like you in the whole world. Spend that time and let him love you. Let him draw you closer to him. look through binoculars it doesn't nothing comes closer to you it just looks closer and so I saw 
Maybe it's been cloudy. Maybe your vision hasn't been clear. But God's saying, bring it, I'm bringing it into focus. It may be out there, and it may be, may have been fuzzy, but I'm, I'm focusing it. I'm bringing it into clarity. So, Father, I just thank you for bringing into clarity the focus, the vision, the word, the calling, the gifting, what you're saying to each person. I thank you, Father, that you're bringing it into clear focus, the clarity. And then we, we don't lean on our own understanding. We depend on you because you love us. And you want to fulfill in us what you've put in us. It's our purpose. What's my purpose? To praise the Lord. To live a life that he can say, Yeah, you did what I told you to do. Thank you, Jesus. room of God and there's these words that I want to hear well done good and faithful servant um, and I know everyone here 
if you love God with all your heart, you want to hear those words too. But to hear those words and to know that you did a good job, well done, like you were when you were a child, you need to know the work that you're doing. <laughs> if you know you're going to, te- if your parents said clean up your room, you want to do it well. You want to he- come back and say, you did good. There's a job we all have, whether it's something as being a mom. I mean, I wouldn't be here without my mom, so. Um, or something like Pastor Sid being a pastor of a church or, you know, just being in business and ministering to that one person that could be your whole life, that could be your whole job. It's to minister to that one person in your accounting job. It, it could be taking in a foster kid and taking care of that kid because that's on God's heart. Everyone here has a purpose and a job to do. And we need to know what that is. Like I said, it could be something so simple that well that we think is simple or something great that we think is great. It could be anything. And I know as a kid and as a teen, like it was always in my heart, I'm like, God, what you got? What you got? What you want me to do? And it was God loves that and He wants to see it no matter if you're 18, 12, 3, or 90. There's a job we all gotta do, and there's an end result, and there's a finish line. And I want to cross that finish line knowing that I did the job well. So guys, let that be on your heart, that you're going to do that specific purpose well. So when you get to the throne room of God, he can say, well done, good and faithful daughter or son. God is moving here amongst every heart. That's evident. But God has his finger on a few individuals in particular. He's doing something this morning. Something that needs to be done publicly in the hearts of a... I know one individual for sure, possibly more. And from the moment Pastor Sidney started reading out of Jeremiah, I saw this name and I saw these people up front. I know there's individuals God's touching right now that's saying, come front. There's something publicly that needs prayed out. A day of consecration. So if this is you and you know everything that's been spoken by the Spirit here, it's just been like, hammering on your heart and and the Lord's got his finger on your heart and you know you're supposed to be up here I want you to come here and we're going to have a time of just publicly consecrating and acknowledging what God has for you there's things that need spoken out into the atmosphere don't make me call your name Like I said, I'm not sure if he's the only one. There may be more. So again, if if the Lord was moving strong on your heart, come forward. There is no age limit.
you to know I saw many of your faces. The ones that are up here, I saw it. God, you're so awesome. Your spirit is here, Lord. We wait on you. of consecration it says publicly acknowledging that God has a specific purpose for you and by you standing up here you're saying before God and man I surrender to just say that I surrender to your purpose Lord I lay down the way I thought it would look I'm willing to change direction. All for you, Father. No matter the cost. All for you, Father. So you may not know what it looks like all the way. You may not see every step of the way just laid out. But you are here driving a stake in the ground saying, I'm surrendered and I walk in step with you. And as you illuminate that next step, I will do it whether I like it or not, because I believe that my father God is good. And that if I don't like it right now in the moment, it's only because I don't see the full fruition of this and I will like it. I will like it because he gives me the desires of my heart. And as I follow him, he puts his desires on the inside of me. He's good. He's for you, not against you. Pastor, you have anything? Kevin, why don't you join me for a moment? Lord may not give you anything, but you just walk with me and it'll make me feel better. <laughs> you know, some of you, the Lord's shown you that it's into the fivefold ministry. Some of you, it may be going away to the mission field somewhere. Some of you, it may be something that's not necessarily in the ministry, but is really strong in your heart. The Lord has been consecrating you to. The Lord's releasing a seeing to you. A seeing. Eyes to see and ears to hear Him. What the Lord has placed inside of you is not by accident. It hadn't always made sense to you some of these desires, but things are becoming more clear. because I'm being quiet don't walk away so just stay up here with us we're just going to stay hooked with the Lord 
you need to cut off declutter for others of you standing up here this morning represents just a, acknowledging even within yourself to a stronger degree to a greater degree and coming up stronger in strength in what you know God has put on the inside of you and you acknowledging to yourself so for those of you that, and you know, you know in your heart, you know by the Spirit of God that a change of direction is coming for you if you're going to walk fully in His purpose for you. And so, by faith, I believe He's revealing it to you as you've surrendered and stay in that place of surrender that he'll open your eyes to it that you didn't see it before now it's clear now you see that step now you see that clutter now you see that thing that's holding you back I trust that you'll make the changes friends, family you don't want to miss it you want to please your father you want to hear those words well done, you didn't miss the mark That, that is accurate that there is a clarity to some of you that suddenly you're seeing what's important and what's not for you to, for you to walk out some of these things in your life that the Lord's put in your put in your heart you're seeing what's important and what isn't and what needs to be tended and what needs to be forsaken Before Jen came up here, I heard the word uh, strong delusion. And Jen just spoke it out. You know, there's several up here that, that have had a strong delusion on who they are called to be in Christ. They've seen the past, they've seen others, and that's what they focused, that's what you focused on. But you've not, you've not taking that area of your life and focused it on Jesus. And God's just calling you today to put away that strong delusion 
to start seeing the way he sees you. The way that he sees you walking out your life. The places where specifically delusional, specific delusions are coming. I see right now that I can't do this because I don't have this. I can't do this because I don't have money. I can't do this because I don't have that gift. God's saying, you do have. And all that I have called you to do, I have given already to you what you need. You just need to take a step out to see it. If you're in your house, boarded up in your house, how can you see what's out there, outside your house? If your shades are drawn and and everything's dark, how can you see outside to see what I'm trying to do for you and do with you? I've called you to go out. I've called you to take a step out on your drive away, driveway, drive away, and to go out. And then you'll see that line of people that I've called you and I've placed you in front of. So put away the strong delusions. Let them be the past. And as Paul said, I forget all. I forget the past and I leave it behind. I press forward towards the call. The Lord wants to confirm that word in his word. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says, With all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they may be saved, that they may be delivered, that they may be healed. And for this cause, God shall send a strong delusion. When you harden your heart against the truth, it fortifies the lies of the enemy and it fortifies a strong delusion in your heart. Verse 11, for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should not, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned that believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But verse 13 says, But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation, chosen you for deliverance, chosen you for healing through the sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth. The word is the truth. We are to love the truth and shun the lies of the enemy. Repel them like a poisonous snake and receive the truth and love it. The reason why Jesus looked at Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house is because Zacchaeus 
was looking for the truth. And when Jesus spoke those words, he came down the tree and received it with gladness. Be a receiver of the truth with gladness, with great joy. Embrace it. It is your freedom from all the lies and the strong delusions of the enemy. It is the gate, the door to your ultimate, absolute freedom in Jesus is to say no to the lies and the delusions of the enemy and embrace the truth with gladness and joy in your heart. And be quick, be quick to embrace it. Amen. Father, I thank you for every calling, every set-apartness that's taking place here this morning. And Lord, by your Spirit, we just call each one of these here set-apart for you, for your purpose, for your plan. Lord, you're the one who calls and recognizes, sets apart within each one of us the thing that you have for us to do. And these individuals have stepped forward and climbed out of the boat, Lord, and at your call, in obedience to you. And so I ask you, Father, to give a understanding and a knowing on the inside of each one of them on what they need to know for now. A confirmation even within them. A settledness within them of the finality of your call that's on them. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. I think um, what we can do is send most of you back to your seats, except I'm going to keep keep several of you up here for right now. Eric and um, young man against the wall. Caster. And Zach and Jill, if you would stay up as well. The rest of you can, can sit down. What the Lord is doing inside each one of you that were up here is of great value to Him. And there was two people that I immediately saw that the Lord showed me needed to be up here and that we needed to pray over individually. And that was Eric and Castor. And as I, and I don't pretend to know what the call of God in your life is, okay? Lord will show you that and in, if he hasn't already he'll show you that clearly in time and maybe he'll show us that right now as we pray over you I don't know um, and then Zachary the Lord showed me he wanted to say something to you so let's start over here here you carry this one
Father. For the call that you've placed in this young man. Giftings that need to be refined yet, but it's coming. Pastor, I, I think the Lord's already given you an idea of what it will be. But it probably isn't going to look exactly like you've seen it look on other people. Does that bear witness with you at all? I mean, if it... Okay. So Father, we recognize that what you're doing in and on him is of you. I see it very clearly. Lord, I ask you to increase it, quicken it, breathe on it. Lord, I ask you for wisdom in him to know. How to go with you in it. picture of you uh, you were on a roller coaster and your hands are up in the air and you're you're going over the, the, the hills and you're having a time of your life and that's what God said you're going to have the time of your life and he's, the father's saying buckle up because you're going to have the time of your life and I said Lord what's the, what's the buckle mean he says that's the belt of truth father's calling you to a deeper place in the word you need for this roller coaster life that God's going to take you on that's going to be amazing it's going to be fun and it's going to be so joyful for you I see a, a joy on your face that that most other people never have their entire lives that you're just going to carry on your face so buckle up my son come with me into my word let me show you. I see the word refinement. Refinement process. And be patient in the refinement process. Parents, be patient in the refinement process. And don't let the rough edges that are being refined let you take off focus from what you know the Lord is calling you to. Don't let that um, become sway you from what you know the Lord is calling you to and has placed in your heart. This is a refinement process, so patience with yourself.
see a picture of you carrying a backpack. And even, even your pockets are full. And the backpack's representing your past. The pockets full are uh, collectibles of things that you've, you've done in the past, you've seen in the past, and uh, things that you've lived in the past. And God's calling you to empty your pockets, take off the backpack, things that were comfortable to you, things that you thought of, things that the enemy has, has spoken to you and kept you, kept you back. He's calling you to just to put it down. Set it down and continue on. big smile from the Lord upon you, Eric. He's seen your pureness of heart, your zeal for truth, your zeal for him, and it pleases him very much. He's so pleased. So continue on. Push further. Go further. He's with you every step of the way. He's the one leading you. Acknowledgement that the Lord's hand is on you and has called you to specific things that He wants you to do, that He has purposed for you to walk in. Now, there's going to be a wisdom that's going to come out of you. It isn't from from experience. It isn't from having lived so long. It's going to be because the Spirit of the Lord in you gives it to you in the moment because you're going to see things. And so as you see things, check with the Lord, is that something I should say? Because not everything you see, you'll be supposed to say. But you're going to see things. The Lord's releasing a seeing into you. Lord, I thank you for this call that you've put in him and on him. And Father, I ask that you, by your Spirit, quicken it and blow life onto it. Bring him up into all that you have for him to do. Lord, I ask you for courage to walk it out. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, you're going to need that courage because you haven't necessarily seen some of the things walked out. So some of it's going to be first time for you.
see a lot of things. You've had some clarity this morning. The Lord says that gentle personality that He's given to you is from Him. However, you're going to have to rise up and fight like someone with a fierce personality to step into what He has for you. So don't change who He's made you to be. up like a lion. Grab it. Because He needs you. He needs you. He needs you to walk in the things that He's put on you and in you. Because there's not other people to take your place in this time and season. Others will come. Thank you, Lord. Bless him. <laughs> Give him courage and tenacity and a fierceness that may not be seen, Lord, but it's there and it's you. Thank you, Father. carrying a sword and this wasn't this was a special sword <laughs> it was it was brilliant it was bright it was flaming a little bit red and, and blue and different colors and you were carrying it in front of you with two hands because it was heavy and God says my word is heavy when you carry it my word is anointed when you carry it so my words my son speak let your mouth go forth with my word and let it be heavy and anointed. Let it light. Let it be brilliant and carry it always in front of you. So my son, speak. For in this hour, looking around you there isn't anyone else like you as pastor said said there will be others but in this hour there is no one like you I place this word and I've hid it in your heart even from you as a child so my son speak because your word that is my word will bring light into situations that were dark that were scary for other individuals and you will speak the word and it will bring my anointing in the situation and it will destroy the works of the enemy so my son speak my son speak Zach, I saw you on a road and you were alone. And there was somebody further down the road in front of you. 
and this person was a man he had a lot of dust around him flying all over every time he walked there was just dust everywhere quite often we look for someone to help us but the way of the kingdom is to sow and you shall reap give and it shall be given you have what this man needs you have the sword of the spirit and it's clarity of the spirit this man is seeking this and the Lord is going to bring you together and he's a, a sword as well but he's confused he he needs clarity of the word and you have that gift that he needs it's going to be a sacrifice on your part Zach sacrifice of time and patience but the impact that it's going to have for the kingdom will be broad and wide for both of you he's coming and you're going to see him the Lord's going to bring him in your path and he's as much for you as you are for him you know um, you are going to need to as you go walk through what the Lord gives you there's going to be times where you're going to say really hard things. Things that if anyone else said them, they wouldn't be able to receive them. But because it's coming from you, because of the gentle heart the Lord has designed you with, it'll be able to be received. So don't shy away from when you think, ooh, that's really hard or harsh to say. Stay in the Spirit and say it, and it'll come in a way that, while it's that heavy sword like Kevin talked about, it'll break things free. Do these things um, reconcile and bear witness to you? I'm seeing the word tenacious. Downloading wants to do in your heart new strengths, more strength. But you're going to need to be tenacious. You're going to need to know His Word. You're going to need to be able to stand for His Word, whether you're the only one or not. So you're going to need tenacity, that quiet strength, that willingness to fight and stand up no matter what the cost. You're not in a shadow. You're creating a shadow. there wasn't strength there is strength now for the things that I spoke into your heart today from me to you it's time to walk for you've been scooting around like on one of those scooters as a kid you're 
you were on your butt on this little scooter pushing around in the gym floor. But it's time to walk and talk. church partner from the beginning when it was just a prayer meeting and it was an awesome prayer meeting we would spend time just praying in the spirit and then in the end we'd come together and we'd share and then this church was formed and it grew and it grew and it grew and then hard times came and people left and people left but God has a plan for this church. I gave this word back in September. This has been a church after my heart for a long time. I have planted it in Pastor Dale's heart. I have planted it in Pastor Sid's heart. But it's my heart. Because I've seen the faithfulness of this church to take the gospel around the world. To touch lives in the hearts of your neighbors of your friends. I've watched. I've heard prayers. I've heard intercessions. I'm going to take you further than you ever dreamed of going because it's not about you. It's about me in you. It's about the plans that I have for this church. It is the plans that I have for each and every one of you. My children whom I love, who I died for. I have plans for this church, and it's going to be planted where I want it planted. And it's going to grow, and it's going to prosper. And the word of God shall be preached. It shall touch many lives, and the glory of God will be seen in this church. It may be small now, but it's going to grow, and it's going to mature into the likeness of my son, Jesus Christ. So be faithful. Be on your knees praying because I will use your prayers. I will use your intercessions. And if you led by the Spirit, you won't even believe what you just prayed. And by the Spirit, you don't know what you just prayed. So pray in the Spirit more and more and more because it's a part of me in you by the Holy Spirit who can lay a foundation for what I want to do. So be faithful, my children. Be faithful. Love one another. Help one another. Stand in the gap for one another. Because I love you. I have died for you. And I have plans for each of you. Each individual and for this church. And there's going on, talks about... uh, miracles by different people that gave words God has a special plan for this church and I know he will carry it out if we're faithful and if we stay praying and interceding
we're going to take communion here in just a moment so they can prepare we've gone so long the children are starting to come back <laughs> sir in the uh, blue shirt um, I don't I don't know your name or who you are when you were standing up here the Lord gave me one word for you and it was the word patience and I don't know if that was because of something in the past or something to come um, but he just kept giving me the word patience for you does that register with you okay you know when the Lord gives us a word and says something to us by the Spirit it is to either confirm something or to bolster something. Sometimes it's to re reveal things. But it has to always bear witness on the inside to your spirit. You know, if something is said to you that doesn't bear witness, doesn't it feel right on the inside, then just dismiss it. We're told not to judge prophecies. We're told, I mean, we're told not to despise prophecies. We are told to judge prophecies. So when you, someone gives a word or a prophecy or something to you, then how you deal with it is, is you check on the inside. Does it bear witness with the Spirit of God on the inside of you? And if it does, then take it and pray over it. And Lord, how, you know, ask Him for clarity. If it does not, then just reject it and say, no, it doesn't bear witness with me. You know, we, we see through a glass, a tinted glass is how Paul said it, darkly, you know. So we don't see the whole picture. And sometimes what we think we're seeing, it's, it's too obscured and we're not sure and we say the wrong thing. And so that's why I like to check and say, does that bear witness with you? Because if it doesn't, be bold and say, no, it doesn't. Okay, well then I missed it. Just dismiss it. You know, um, Kenneth Hagin, he would do that. You know, as many years as he had and as, as, as accurate as he was, I mean, amazing things that the Lord said through him, yet he would always add that. He would give somebody a word and he would check. Does that bear witness with you? Because if it doesn't, just get rid of it right now. All right. I want to read to you as we prepare. Um, and then we'll just have a time of singing and prayer. And we can all file through and take, uh, take the communion elements. Here in 1 Corinthians 11, Paul said it this way. In verse 23, he said, I received from the Lord. So it was by divine revelation. I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body which is broken for you. Say, for me. Do this in remembrance of me. So when you take the bread, um, take it. Remember what Jesus did for you. That By his... He, he bore sickness. He bore grief. He bore sorrows. He bore pain for you. Isaiah 53, you can find that there. Then in the same way, in verse 25, if you're following along, in the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this. As often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So remember the Lord. Remember the new covenant. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. 
by you taking communion this morning, you are saying, I believe. I believe in the crucifixion. I believe in the justification. I believe in the righteousness that was given to me. And more importantly, I believe that Jesus has been raised up again and is seated in the heavens right now at the right hand of the Father. He went on and he says, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy way will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. So a man should examine himself. That's how you keep from doing that. Examine yourself. Not examine your neighbor. Examine yourself. In this way. In what way? In the examined way. He should eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many are sick and ill among you, and many have fallen asleep. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So that's a great gift that's given to us, that we don't have to be judged. That we can judge ourselves, we can examine ourselves. That doesn't take a long time to do. You don't need hours to be able to do it. A moment is enough. You check on the inside, Lord, is there anything that I've allowed to come between you and I? Or come between me and somebody else. Because that's the body of Christ out there. And he'll bring it to you just like that. And that little thing that comes up on the inside, you just deal with it right there. And say, alright. If it's forgiveness, because a lot of times that's where it comes from, what it is. If it's forgiveness, release that person. They, they owe me nothing. I release them. It doesn't mean what they did to you was right. What it simply is saying that you're not holding that debt against them now. I forgive. I release. Or if it's some other sin, you turn. You repent from it. Repentance means change. It doesn't mean fall on the floor and cry and weep and gnash your teeth. Now you can do that, but that's just sorrow. But real repentance is actually doing differently now. So let's pray. Father, I thank You that You've given us the Spirit of Christ. Thank You that You sent Jesus. Thank You that You made a way for us to be Your children and to know You. Father, we recognize this morning that Jesus is the Son of God, that He took all our sin upon Himself, and that You gave us his righteousness, your very right standing, that you gave that to us. And we receive it this morning gladly. Thank you for making a new covenant with us. Thank you, Father, for the healing and life that you give to us. That the law of the Spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin and of death. Thank you, Lord, for these things. And Father, if there be sin in us, things that we've not turned away from, that need to be dealt with, that you see. Father, we ask you and we give you permission right now to reveal that on the inside of us so that we can turn from it. for your precious love Father thank you for the value you placed on Jesus and the same value you placed on each one of us we recognize it in Jesus name
All right, you can begin to file through. Um, let's just start maybe in the back over here on this side and come through uh, this way, and then you can just go right back to your chair. And when this side is done, then we'll start on the back on this side and just do the same thing. Maybe go around the building or whatever the flow works. like why don't you just hold on to it as you return to your seat and then we will uh, take it together light of the world you step down into dark open my eyes let me
I like to take the bread always and just break it because it reminds me of His broken body. And by His wounds we are healed. recognize what you suffered for us and father like your word says by the wounds of Jesus we are healed so we just reach out right now and receive any healing that you need in your body blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin makes us white as snow, whiter than snow the covenant of life everlasting of relationship with the Father of covenant of being able to come to the throne room at any time when you need mercy or help and there you'll find grace it's called the throne of grace covenant of an open door policy for you of an open heaven to you in this cup it is a symbol of your death and resurrection as well. (laughs) The blood of Jesus, but Scripture says that we died with Him and were raised with Him. Symbol of your death and resurrection. That the old man is crucified. All the old things have passed away and look, all new things have come, Scripture says. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So let's drink for the new covenant. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being our daddy. 
you for adopting us and making us yours. Thank you for giving us your right standing. Father, you're so good to us. Help us to remember it. Bring up in our remembrance how good you've been to us individually. What you've redeemed us from and what you've redeemed us to. Lord, help us to remember even in our testimony things that we've forgotten. Things that you've done for us in the past. Bring them back to our remembrance, Lord, that we might rejoice again in you at what you did. Thank you for all the miracles. Thank you for all the times that you spared our lives. Thank you for all the times that you made us and brought us through and that we have a testimony of being an overcomer because of what Jesus did for us. You are truly worthy of all our praise, worthy of our life service. And we bless you. With your own mouth, just declare Jesus as your Lord. The psalm says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Someone say, I am redeemed. All right, we will dismiss and allow everyone to go downstairs where there are uh, time of refreshment and some finger foods. Now, in the lobby in the uh, back here, you will see... Uh, an alms basket and um, what that is is we have if you need have need you know right now with everything going on around us there tends to be a lot of needs and uh, maybe you're out of work or something and you're hungry or your gas tank needs filled or something else in your life in that way um, help yourself there out of the alms basket to what you need or if you have excess go ahead and uh, put money in the basket to help others I have been so blessed by so many testimonies of people in this house that are saying, you know, the Lord has prospered me more than ever during this last month. Uh, Just yesterday, I heard of like another handful of testimonies from the building of people saying, man, you know, the Lord has been so good to us right now. And so uh, God is truly faithful. All right. One way we love God is love on one another as we go. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Church of the Word International. Hallelujah. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to all you lovely mothers out there. I'd like to encourage you in the Word of God. In verse Psalms 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fall. Though a host shall encamp around and about me, my heart will not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. 
For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me, for he shall set me on a rock. And now my head be lifted up above my enemies, round and about. Therefore, everybody say, therefore. Therefore, I will offer a sacrifice of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Why am I offering up a sacrifice of joy and singing to the Lord? Because he's my light. He's my salvation. He's the strength of my life. He shall lift me up above my enemies. Singing unto the Lord is a, a spiritual power in the supernatural. Psalms 100, I love this psalm so much. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. If you can't sing and you don't think you can sing, you can make a joyful noise. And the Lord, you know, the Lord doesn't give us uh, suggestions. He gives us commandments. Did you know that? Ever think about that? He commands us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve him with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. If you want to come into the presence of the Lord, bring singing with you. In your mouth and sing, making a joyful noise. Come into his presence and bring singing with you, right? Oh. Hallelujah. That's all you have to do is open your mouth and let that beautiful sound of your spirit to come out. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with what? thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good we bless you he is a good good god and his everlasting his truth endureth to all generation jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me he's the gate Hallelujah. Let's all stand up together as family in this place. And let's give a joyful noise of thanksgiving to our Father. Bless the Lord, my soul. Bless the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. who will look for you in spirit and truth. 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom. There's a freedom that the Spirit of God brings you when you're in the truth. Jesus is the truth, the way and the life. Let's all be receivers and lovers of the truth. The truth that the Spirit of God brings each and every one of us. Father, we lift up our hands and praise you and worship you this morning. We thank you that we're born again, filled with the Spirit of God, living in the truth and embracing the truth, loving it. Because Jesus, that's what you are, the truth. We bless you and honor you and worship you this day. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. We celebrate you. We celebrate and honor you. One way we love God is by loving one another. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're here. Happy Mother's Day to those who are moms and spiritual moms. That counts. Hallelujah. Good morning, Church of the Word International. Good to see all of your smiling faces this morning. We're going to prepare to return our tithes to the Lord this morning. How many understand that your needs are met by your giving and my needs are met by my giving? And the church's needs is met by the church's giving. See, it's, it's called the law of sowing and reaping, and the, that is actually the main principle of the kingdom. The main principle the kingdom of God operates by. So I want to read to you a very familiar scripture out of Luke. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says here, give and it shall be given to you. And the implication is, that given part, the implication is you are the one giving, Right? Give, and it shall be given. Now, not maybe, not, you know, give, and sometimes, you know what, you're just going to do without. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. You're going to give everything away, and then you're stuck. It's you give, and it shall be given. You can't claim the shall be given part without the give part first. So, you know, you often hear sometimes, you know, we don't give to get, and that is true. We don't give out of selfish motivation. Um, if you're giving out of a selfish motivation, that's really not a give. It's a trade. That's not a give. And this isn't a bartering system. So, you know, God loved us, so he gave. and So we love God. We give because we love God. We love his people, and we love his things. And his, his ministries, and so that's why we give. But it's also right that we expect that God keeps his word. And I didn't say this, Jesus did. He says, you give, and it shall be given. Now, I want to broaden it just a little bit here. I know we're giving this word in the context of finances, and it does encompass finances. But if you back up the prior verses, you will see it's a way of life. You know, you, you give trust. You can expect to receive trust. You give forgiveness. You can expect to receive forgiveness. You give mercy, and you can expect to receive mercy. 
Now let's keep reading here. I, we didn't finish. It says, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So that good measure that's being pressed down and running together, given unto you, is also conditional with the measure you use. So you want that pressed down, running over measure, that overflowing. Well, what kind of measure are you using? You know, the same measure you use will be measured back to you. All right, so we're going to give this morning out of love. We're going to expect God to keep his word. He is the promise keeper. All right, take a hold of your tithe and your offering. Let's pray over that. Father, we're so grateful to be called the children of God this morning. We're so grateful that you are the promise keeper. We're thankful, Father, for the resources that you've given us. We're thankful for the means of income that you've given us. And so we, with joy, return the tithe to you because it is yours. And we just expect the promise that as we give, it shall be given. And as we tithe, that the windows of heaven are open and the devourer is rebuked for us for our sake. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, and amen. amen. So be it, and the people will give to the Lord and not to man. All right, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. We have some herbs in the back for all the mothers, so as you're leaving the church, if you're a mother, please take an herb and be blessed. <laughs>